Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. Tonight's show, we are answering the top questions that have been asked to me this year, including how to deal with foreskin, anal sex, porn obsession, and how to last longer in bed. This show is for you. Thanks for listening. Okay, and thank you also for supporting my sponsors. I know you've been hearing me talk about these massage candles that I made, and I actually made them so you could have better sex. Let me explain, because I feel like they're the kind of things that once you feel them and touch them and smell them, you're going to wonder how you ever lived without them. They're from Emily and Tony. My partner and I, Tony, created them. And so they look, they're beautiful candles. We made them in France. They're made of coconut oil and soybean oil, all natural ingredients. And you light them. You can leave them out for dinner, on your table, whatever. But after you light them for a few minutes, you blow. You can blow it out. And it pools into the most luxurious massage oil. So it's not messy or waxy or sticky or hot it's just delicious smelling aromatherapy massage oil and you can pour it on your partner you can give them a massage which always spice things up for sex everyone's always stressed out and you say hey babe let me give you a little massage and then you can switch it feels amazing on your skin it is not messy it is not waxy it is not hot it's not some bdsm thing because i know that's what it sounds like they're just beautiful and people keep emailing me and telling me it changed their sex life which makes me feel good because that was why i made them and if you like me and you like the show i know you're gonna love the candles and it would be such a great support and it's a great gift so check them out and also you can get them at emilyandtony.com but here's the thing if you use code bogo by december 30th you buy one get one free how about that? So do that now. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can see our robust website that gives you blogs every day and videos and information so you can have a better sex life. You can subscribe to our podcast and you never have to miss a show again because we do two shows a week. You'll get them right away. You can listen so easily. You can download the Stitcher app or the Podcast One app for your phone and listen to it when you're driving and hanging out. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed with listening to other podcasts now, which I never did before because I'm busy. <laughs> so now I'm listening to podcasts. Hey, Anderson. What are some of your favorite? Actually, don't do that. After Disaster and uh, Film Vault. Smart, smart Those lady. are Anderson's podcasts. Oh, one more thing I got to say. I was just talking about my massage candles, and I gave you the wrong code. It's actually code massage that you use until December 30th, buy one, get one free of the candles, which you it's know It's not BOGO? Well, BOGO is, buy, is, a, is short for buy one, get one free, and it's a long day. Oh, I get that. B-O-G-O. Get it? Bogo? Um, hey, so- you ever think about hitting up like massage parlors? Like no. fancy ones? Like Burke Yes, Williams? we have. We've talked about it and we will. It's on the list mm-hmm. of things to do. I like the idea of walking into like a really fancy massage parlor. Like you know oh. you're not gonna they're not gonna be going for your, your wiener if they got like uh, fancy stuff. We are talking to them and they all want them. It's just a matter of getting more candles in stock, which we have enough now for our website, but we're trying to get more so we can How many bees it. you gotta kill to get those candles going? Beeswax? None. We don't kill bees. Okay, we only good. do it in the most environmentally friendly way so no one, no bees were harmed in the making of these candles. I swear. Um 
So here's the deal. Thursday nights, 8.30, 9.30 Pacific Standard. You can always watch the show now at sexwithemily.com. And you can also, oh, here's the thing. Sexual Health Expo, January 17th and 18th, 2014 in Los Angeles. I am hosting the Sex Expo, and it's going to be one-of-a-kind event. This is the great time to come to Los Angeles because if you're living in any other else, anywhere else in the world, it's probably freezing, or at least in America, not in the West Coast. My mom said it was 21 degrees in Michigan today. So it's a good time to come to California because this Sex Expo is for people like you who want to get better sex and relationship information. And the top educators that I've even studied underneath and in the world are going to be teaching workshops. There's going to be the latest and greatest products out. Um, I'm giving a keynote. There's going to be a party. You're going to meet like-minded, cool people and learn a lot. So sexualhealthexpo.com. Check it. Go. It'll be fun. And, um, yeah, also sign up for my newsletter when you're on my website because I have a lot of great things I send you. I send you um, discounts for things. I send you information. People just like like my emails. You get my emails, Anderson. You probably get really excited. I got one yesterday, I think. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then also just a few things is um, really – it really helps us to build the community if you check out our Facebook page and you like it. We just love hearing from you. We do a lot on there, and it's a really popular page on Facebook. It just lightens up your day. We give you fun information. And also Twitter and Instagram is also at Sex with Emily, and it just helps support the show. So if you're already on Instagram, yeah, I know you're going to enjoy it, and Twitter and all that. Just follow us. And how, many, how many likes you got over there? 180,000. That's very impressive. Thank you very much. People, I don't know, it's gone crazy the last year because – I just, I don't know. I think the information, we just kind of got it right, and people really, really enjoy our Facebook page. Some people are on it, and they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I mean, we post the podcast on there, too, but they just found me through Facebook, and then they're like, oh. What were they today. What were they searching for? God knows what you're searching, but I think it comes up pretty early on in your Facebook thing. And then one more request I have is that, again, all helps the show. If you happen to be on iTunes, like once you subscribe and you like the show and you want to review it, we would love to hear from you. And you can always email me at feedback at sexwithelmy.com with any of your comments about the show and your questions. Because this show tonight, I get a lot of emails from you. And I love I answer a lot of them on the show. And every year, you know, at the, by the end of the year, I think, you know, I go through them. I think these are the top questions that have been asked. And they do change from year to year. And so I picked out some of the top questions and I'm going to answer them tonight. Uh, for you. I'm sure there are questions that you had. And in fact, today, actually this podcast is um, going to be is up by the time you're listening to this, is that I was on Lynette Carolla's podcast called For Crying Out Loud. And it was funny because her podcast, like four out of five of these questions came up today, questions from her and her co-host. And so I knew that we were on track, that these are the questions that men and women have about sex. So I think you're really going to enjoy the show. And again, always send them my way, feedback at sexwithemily.com. How are you doing, Anderson? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing well, Emily. That's all you have to How say? How are you? Yeah, Nothing, well, new? I'm Nothing good. new? Are you happy? Nah, it took me like an hour and a half to get here tonight. Oh, my God. 15 miles. Is it just like the holidays traffic is crazy? I don't know. Is that what it is? Everyone's just like stopped and like shopping on their phones or something? I don't know. I get why people like have road rage here. I never understood road rage until I moved to Los Angeles. I just Angeles. can't stand people that slow down to look at a bent. Uh, a bumper. I don't care. I was in a car with a really good friend of mine. He was driving a couple of days ago, and there was a bent bumper coming up on the right. He slowed down. I almost punched him right so, in the face. Well, look, someone got in an accident. Let's check out their bumper. Look at the bumper. It's all bented. Who cares? Who cares? Keep driving. Keep your eyes on the road. And don't. I just saw a great billboard the other day. Oh God, I'm not going to remember. Give roadhead. Yes, I've given roadhead in my day. Have you? Had I've it? Received. received. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roadhead is great for road trips. It's true. Actually, I got pulled over while getting road hand. Once. Really? Yeah. Because you were swerving? Uh, Because I was speeding. 
Of course you were. She, the, the, it was a female cop, and she had no idea. Did you but... pull, well, it's funny. I was just listening to a cop the other day on on a show, some show that I was listening to, and the cop called in, and they were asking, like, what do you the, – the, the host was saying, like, so what do you look for when you pull someone over? How do you know – like, what could we do to not get a ticket, you know? And he was saying, you know – with the second we pull you over, we're watching you. If you're scrambling and you're putting stuff in the glove compartment, this is all obvious. But the calmer, cooler, and collected you are, you know, the better you're going to be. But it's like, you think about it, who isn't nervous when you get pulled over? So we all seem a little freaky. He's like, it's okay if your hand's shaking when you're handing me your ID. That I get. But if you're looking like sweating and, you know, and you're just looking really nervous, we're going to pull your ass over and take you to jail or whatever. They're going to start searching your car. And he's like, we don't want to search your car. So don't be a freak. Were you a freak when you get a hand job? No, it was cool. I'm like, get the dog. We had dogs in the back. I'm like, get the dog. It's a girl. Maybe maybe she'll be cool because we have a dog. And I, yeah, I zipped the pants up. I used to get pulled over so much when I was a teenager, actually. Uh, I was not nervous at all. And they pulled me over and I would just like grab a book and read and wait. And they'd still give me the ticket, though. They didn't no, care. No, it doesn't work. I know. I And every time I get pulled over, I get a ticket. You, I never really? get a chick. Yeah, I never I would get think you'd get out of it. I've tried everything. Oh, no. You flashed? I got out. I did get off of it once. You'll appreciate this story. I was driving when I moved here from San Francisco to L.A. I had a huge uh, truck filled with all of my stuff that I was driving, which is not a good idea. If you've ever, you haven't driven with me, but I'm not. I'm a fast I can driver. see that being very scary. I'm a speedy, speedy driver. You go through your purse when you're uh, on the road, though? Probably, yes. Oh, Christ. I'm always digging through my purse. I broke a nail here digging through my purse. There's just so much in it. So, so were we, you were you on the 101 going through King City? Because yeah, that's a speed trap. I don't trap remember right there. where I was. Yeah, I was somewhere. I was probably two, three hours in, and they pulled me over, and they said, and I was, it was late. It was like, of course, I didn't pack out. It was two in the morning. And they pulled me over, and they said, well, your car is, what do you, they made me get out of the car. And they said, well, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm moving to LA right now. I've been packing all day. I'm really sorry. I'm totally sober. Um, and they said, well, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm, you know, I, I host a radio show, Sex with Emily, and I'm on Love. I just started doing Love Line. They go, oh, we just heard you on Love Line the other night. And they let me off the ticket. That was the only time because I, I dropped Love Line. Wow. Yeah. How about I dropped that? Drew's name once. They didn't care. They don't. Well, they Drew, took me to jail anyway. They did? Yeah. Drinking and driving? Mm, well, going 88 and a 35. Oh, I got a ticket going 105 once, 120 once driving to L.A. All right, we'll move past the cops. Got it. But so, I hate, I hate when they, they used to let Adam Carolla off all the time. Really? Oh, yeah, you're gonna, famous people. And yeah, oh, you're famous, you have a lot of money, and you can afford uh, this ticket that I'm about to write? Nah. It's true. The more money you make, the more famous you are. You get free stuff. It's unfair. I'm waiting to get to that point, though, um, in life. Okay, here's a little sex in the news first to get it going. Love Speaking it. of uh, cops and stuff like that. Sex toy prompts bomb scare at San Diego Courthouse. Okay, so a courtyard next to the downtown San Diego Federal Courthouse was briefly cordoned off Thursday following the discovery of a device that quickly went from suspicious suspicious to salacious. Someone spotted the object, an egg-shaped piece of aluminum attached to an electrical cord. In the patio just west of Edward Schwartz Courthouse at 10.15 a.m., according to the San Diego Fire Rescue Department, federal officers closed off the area with a bomb squad. While a bomb squad investigated, the personnel soon realized that the device was a sex toy. Uh, The area was open to the public again within an hour, and no one stepped forward to claim the device, the cop noted. Um, Who's going to say, oh, that was my toy. Sorry, let me just grab that. Because, you know, a little egg, whatever. So no one's going to say, that's mine, I want it back. But I'm surprised that hasn't happened to me more. Not at a courthouse, but, you know, in the airport. I bring them everywhere. I probably have one in my purse right now. Have they ever, black... like, during the search line, have they ever, like, 
dumped out your yeah. purse. And... Well, when I go to Vegas, I go to this that show every year, the sex toy conference. One year, my first year I went, I was flew. Now I drive because it's just so much easier from Los Angeles. But in San Francisco, I must have come back with like 50 sex. It was my first year there, and I just everyone was so nice and gifting me so much stuff that I had like 50 sex toys going through security, like in boxes. And they were like, what the hell? But they were cool. They laughed. They got a good chuckle, but I've never had them pull out just randomly my sex toy, but I know that's happened to a lot of friends of mine, and it's really embarrassing. So you know what you should do when you travel with toys? If they happen to be battery-operated, take out the battery, flip them around. They will not vibrate, but you should also buy one of the new ones that are, a lot of them are, most of them now, the good ones, are rechargeable. So that will not, oh, though, actually, if they're charged, they can get turned on. So you should probably wrap them in bubble wrap. I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you people. Just be careful with your sex toys. Um, okay, here's another sex in the news story that you're going to love. UK activists sit on each other's faces to protest protest new porn laws. So British activists are planning to sit on each other's faces. One of the sex acts that is now illegal to depict in internet porn, but is not illegal to perform in real life. So outside the parliament on Friday to show their disapproval of the UK's new online porn regulations, the protest, which, which will be led 2000, which will be the 2013 sex worker of the year, Charlotte Rose will include a variety of simulated sex acts that are now banned. You can't believe. Are they banned everywhere? This in the UK, which you think would be more liberal than we are. But you have to hear what they are. First of all, I don't know how they're going to ban. I don't know if it's like UK originated porn. I, how do you close off the internet from them accessing porn with oh, they can't. the following acts? Listen to Wait, this. Wait, so face sitting, what else? Okay, are you ready? Spanking, caning. Oh, well, caning should be banned. Aggressive whipping, penetration by any object associated with violence, physical or verbal, verbal abuse, regardless if it's consensual, role playing as non adults, what is it, like school teacher and child? Uh, what if you're like aliens? You're not necessarily adults. Oh, um, good one. Physical restraint. What if you're Benjamin Button? No, seriously. I mean, what, what the hell? Yeah. What if you are Benjamin Button? What if you're just not yourself? Like, how do they decide, oh, that one's right, that one's wrong? No, Someone's going to be very busy. Fairly creepy, those porns, though, where they're like eating lollipops and got their hair in pigtails. No, you're right. Creeps. I agree. I agree. That I'm okay with. So that's illegal while putting like a gun up inside of her. You can't put a gun in her. And being vagina. yelled at. No. Strangulation. Uh, Face sitting and fisting, which fisting is pretty popular in porn, right? And face yeah, sitting. Yeah, I think I think so. What's wrong with face sitting? They think you're the face sitting one's the funniest one. What are they gonna get like asphyxiated or something? Why can't you sit on someone's face? But Why like, is it so wrong? Oral sex is fine, but like if you like flip over, then it's not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. What about sixty nine? Yeah. Well, if you sit up, you're in trouble. You can sixty nine all you want, but don't sit up. I don't understand how they're even gonna uphold this. The face sitting one really is weird. It's, I know. But the UK, they were like uh, uh, castrating homosexuals through chemicals just like, you know, in, as I recently know. as the 50s and 60s. It's I think. true. No, it's true. I mean, we weren't so great to them either, but this is like crazy. So it says, while the measures won't stop people from watching whatever genre of porn they desire, a video shot abroad can still be viewed. Oh, they do oh, impose severe restrictions on content created in the UK and appear to make no distinction between consens- consensual and non-consensual practices between adults. I mean, what do they think that's going to do? Like, they're going to find it anyway. So they're saying, everyone in the UK, if you're making a porn, you better submit a permit and we got to come check out the script. Yeah, it's like the same thing they got here in L.A. with the uh, uh, condoms. Condom abuse, yeah. But my thing is uh, limey broads sitting on guys' faces and screaming. So I'm in trouble. You are in trouble, but you're here, so you're fine. Oh, because it's British. But yeah. they're going to take it all down. I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to take it down? There's going to be a flood of, of uh, very extreme sexual uh, Brits coming our way. I know, exactly. Maybe it's a good thing for the business. Okay. 
I've got some emails. So Anderson, you know there are so many emails that I get and questions, and I just really wanted to help people with these top, top questions that I get asked. And um, I'm using I'm using some of your emails right now to answer them. So the first one is how to please an uncut penis, so an uncircumcised penis. Hey, Emily, I love your show. Can I request you dedicate some time to pleasing the uncut penis? Most women get a deer-in-the-headlights look when they see it and aren't sure how to proceed. In my completely biased opinion, they rule. Thanks from a big Canadian fan, Damien. And then there was another question on Facebook. Uh, I mean, on Facebook. This one came in through our Facebook page. Similar. I have an embarrassing question. Is giving oral to an uncircumcised guy different than to a guy that is? Just started dating a guy who's uncut. I've yet to go down under and want to be prepared. Any tips? Literally, Valerie. Um, Okay. Circumcision. Have you seen an uncircumcised penis close up? Maybe yours is. I don't mean to be personal. No, um, I'm not. And I haven't other than video. But I got some friends who I know that they aren't cut, but I, I don't make Do it a habit of about leaning it? forward at the urinal. Do they ever talk about women's responses to their uncut penises? Mm, no, my two friends that I'm thinking of right now, we, we don't really talk. I don't really I talk sex with my friends. I know. You but to... I can tell these guys uh, that it's never too late. Is that too loud? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my God. That was so loud. It's never too late, though. It is never too late to get your penis cut or recircumcised. Uh, uncir- whatever. Don't do it. No, but a lot of people aren't cutting their ch- – aren't circumcising children now, and they're letting them decide. Like when they get older. I mean, they say that it's, you know, more sensitive. How do you know? Like an orgasm and an orgasm. Like if you talk to your guy friends, you're like, mine's way stronger because I have more foreskin. They say the foreskin makes it more sensitive. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it depends on how much feeling is in there. But I it'd be, I, to me, it seems like it's like a constant condom on, you know? No. Seems like it would it's be. It's more sensitive. I, you know, I mean, it well, might. Well, then never mind the shing. I want mine back. Exactly. Okay. Right. Exactly. You didn't have a choice. So circumcision is definitely on the decline, though, because fewer parents are choosing to circumcise their sons, meaning younger generations are going to have to start getting used to working with uncut penises. And it definitely has come up, like, around my office, like, you know, kids, my kids, <laughs> people in my girls in my office are, like, with guys, and they don't know what to do. And I get it. Like, you know, don't judge a penis, though, by its cover, because... While it seems like it's a freaky weird thing because you haven't seen it, it's not at all. So here's some myths about uncut members. It's not dirty. A lot of people think it's really dirty. Many people believe that they are unhygienic. And this may have been true way back when, but now men are hopefully showering every day, taking care of it. Um, If you're really concerned about it, you can take a shower beforehand. But most guys, I hope, you know, are pretty clean and they know if they have it, it could, you know, trap some unhygienic stuff in there but, from what i've heard like you, you gotta like use q-tips and whatnot uh, you gotta no, get in there i was with the guy for like two years who's from the uk they rip from, they bleed no i mean i don't know that didn't you do hear stuff like that but i i personally have not heard any stories in all my years does it look like it's try, trying to get out no like it just can't like get out like yeah a, no okay um no it just i guess it looks a little weird but honestly not weird it's just different because not what we're used to but i found it really found it really hot like it didn't freak me out i was really happy and he was a great lover and he seemed to be very aroused a lot and I always seemed to please him and I don't know if I had to do with his circumcision but every every most guys I've been with at least seem happy they, they, they come back it. for seconds they fake it they probably fake um okay they might guys do fake orgasms a lot yep I've, I've heard faked. it you faked it I've faked I just want to go to sleep when you were wearing a condom yeah right and it's the best you, way to do it it is you can't do it otherwise or anal or anal but how could you not come during anal I thought that's like the sure thing I'm just saying that's another good way to fake it. Right, because she wouldn't know. Right. Right, yeah. Um, nobody should friggin' fake it, okay? 
women faking orgasms is just, I have a huge problem with it because it really sends a wrong message to your lover. They think they're doing everything right. And they're rock star and they're not. So you might as well figure out what pleases yourself and get your own pleasure on. And then you can tell your partner and then you don't have to fake it. Okay. So a lot of people also think that uncircumcised penis gets in the way of his or her pleasure. And if anything, the foreskin can actually enhance the sensation for both parties. It makes the man's penis a lot more sensitive all over because the foreskin is covered in nerve endings. It is not just a blanket, like a condom over it. It actually has more nerve endings, which is why they say that men who are uncircumcised have stronger orgasms or they're just more sensitive or whatever it is. So, you know, uh, I think that it's – I've only heard positive things from these members with members. Um, makes them feel a little more girthy. So it might actually feel bigger inside of you. And also foreskin reduces friction – and it makes sex feel a lot smoother and also reduces loss of lubrication. Um, people say that sex feels different with it. It doesn't feel that different at all from sex with a circumcised member. Foreskin folds back as the penis becomes more erect. So it's not like you have this like hanging, dangling foreskin. It's sex. feels good. The penis, same thing. It does not feel different. Why are you wincing? Are I, you wincing? I, didn't like, I didn't like what you were saying right there at all. About what? I don't know, like hanging skin? Well, whatever people think that it's going to feel uncomfortable, it's going to look weird, or it's going to feel different, it doesn't feel at all You're talking about from the female's point of view. Yes, I'm talking about the female's point of view. They think, oh, it's going to be weird, it's going to be... Yeah, I don't think it's like a little wiener with a blanket. Like a pig's in the blanket. Yeah. Exactly. Um... So that's 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 the myths. I'm busting penis myths. Plus, if you're a guy and you have uncircumcised wiener, I would think that it's it's fairly rare, and you might be able to bring it up to like a girl, you know, you know, sure, but like, hey, you know what? I got an uncircumcised. You want to see it? That's an excuse. You know what I mean? To talk right. about your kind of like a um, kind of like a fact finding like or something. Yeah. yeah, like go to a museum, check out my penis. But I don't know. I mean, most of the world is uncircumcised. Yeah, but I'm talking out, out here. In, in, the, in the states, it's not as common. My my boyfriend was from uh, abroad. And not the UK, but somewhere else. And if he ever listens, I don't want to say where he's It's always strange when you see those marble statues because like, they were getting circumcised way back then. Yeah, you I know. know. I mean? They always have. Well, especially the Jewish religion, you know, it's like you have the breasts. You know this? Have you ever been to a breast where they cut the penis? I know the party. that um, oil they bagels and locks and they cut actually the- was being um, charged with something because he was giving herpes to uh, these these newborn babies. This How is horrible. It? I'm uh, sorry, but like horrible. the actual tradition, I guess, involves like a, a fingernail and then uh, actual blood sucking. Yes. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, I have herpes. heard some things go, go wrong. So, you know, a lot of parents choose not to do it. They suck the blood. Okay, how to please the circumcised penis, uncircumcised? One option is to grip the foreskin and you massage the shaft of the penis through the skin for a solid hand job. Who doesn't love a hand job? A little lube. Um, also, it actually moves moves uh, more easily, so you might not even need that much lube. You could also gently pull the skin down with your hand and use your mouth. So what you do is you pull it down so the tip is revealed. And you use your mouth to pleasure the head of the penis, which, by the way, is more sensitive. Always the tip of the penis. So start off slowly or slide the foreskin back and forth in cadence with your mouth. It's really not that much different. So play with the foreskin. It's your friend. And if you have any doubts and you're doing it and you're like, I'm not sure, don't be afraid to ask. Just like in everything in sex, how does this feel? Is there something different? You know, every penis is different as well. I mean, people want blowjobs differently. So it's nothing different that don't be scared by a little foreskin. I hear guys can, like, keep things in it. They can put stuff in it. Yeah. Their wallet, their iPhone. I don't know. Something like maybe marbles. No. Yeah, like change. Spare change. (laughs) Your penis. I think you can. It's like a little pocket. It's not. It's not like that. No, it is. I mean, Mike Catherwood actually has a friend who does it. 
keeps like little cars. And that stuff is in not there. true. I swear to God, that is so not true. That's Ask on my capitalism. Oh, speaking of which, uh, it's like Matchbox cars. In, in you guys should check out. Yeah, what is it? Like little Matchbox cars. No, dude. Yeah. that's very unhealthy. Don't give people bad ideas. They're like, oh, cool. I have somewhere to put my credit card. A little skin garage. <laughs> What were you going to say? You were about to say something. I'm sorry. I was nothing. I was going to say anything. Okay. You got pumped up about something. No, I was going to say that um, people should check out my show because Mike Catherwood actually and Drew were on my show last week, so they should check it out. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So they would love that. That was a good one. That was a good one. I know. Dr. Drew and Mike are the hosts of Loveline, and it's an awesome show, so I think you will learn a lot and love it, like all my shows. Okay. The next question is about everyone's favorite topic, anal sex, a how-to. So, dear Emily, I need your help. You see, my boyfriend and I have been going out for four years now, and while our sex life is rather fantastic, I still feel like I'm letting him down in one department. Anal sex. As my boyfriend has a bit of a fetish craving for it, he always suggests it, and I always decline. And while we've tried and failed sometimes, it just never ends up being a good experience for either of us, and I can see it kills him, dies a little bit inside every time. Please, how can I get over my bad experiences and, well, fulfill his fantasy of anal sex? Sincerely, Jade. Okay, this is a very common question, and it's a very hot topic. Anal sex is the thing for people to try to get their partner to do, and it is naughty and taboo, and I think that's also the fascination with it. And, you know, it feels really good for men, I'm sure. I don't have a penis, but it seems to feel really good. Plus porn. I mean, you can't watch porn without seeing anal. But um, when it's done wrong, it can be a pain in the ass. That pun is very intended. And a nightmare on the receiving end. So a lot of women understandably have fears about it because it can be painful if done wrong and it the first time it might hurt a little bit but if you do it right how I'm going to explain to you right now it won't be painful and you might find out that it's your favorite sex act Jade so if you want to try it and it sounds like you have tried and it's been painful um, I'm going to tell you how to do it right and also there's a lot of women I think who who I do know who have a really bad first time experience with it you know, you're drunk, he just shoves it in, he doesn't know what he's doing, and it's painful, and you swear it off for the rest of your life, as I can completely understand. And so either you hear it's bad or you experience it was bad, and so I have to say that if you do it right, it can be kind of an acquired taste like any experimental dish. It all depends on the cook, the preparation, your mindset, doing it right. So the first thing you have to do with anal sex is to talk about it you got to talk about it with your partner. You don't just stick it in. You don't just say, oh, I'm going to do this. That is a surefire way to get her never to do it, okay? And you don't keep begging for it either. So a lot of women are like, that's all I want. She talks about anal all the time. And, and you don't keep begging for anything sexually. You going to give me a blowjob tonight? You going to give me a blowjob? I'm telling you, the more you ask for something in that way from a woman, she's not going to want to give it to you. There's different ways to go about getting what you want in bed, and that is not it. Because then they just feel like, well, what have you done for me? Or now that you're asking me, I don't want to do it. So you got to ease into these things. So you got to, you know, if you want the blowjob, you know, maybe you should be going down on her more. Or maybe you should say, God, babe, I love, you know, performing all sex feels amazing. Last time you gave me a blowjob, it rocked my world. I mean, say something, do something nice about it. Not like, why don't you give me? Like, you're the victim. You're the blowjobless victim. You know, no one wants to do that. So talk about it first. Like any new thing you try in the bedroom, anal sex is something that should be discussed. Communicate your fears, your expectations with your partner, and make sure that you're both on the same page about the speed and the depth. And this is one area where you do not want surprises. And if you have fear about how you are down there, you know, if you're clean or whatever, you should definitely shower first. You can be, you know, plenty aroused beforehand 
and just, you know, you can take a shower real quick. And so if you're worried about what goes on back there and you shower, you'll feel a lot better. It takes where it will uh, clear out roadblocks in your mind and your anus. Um, take a steamy shower. And ste- showers are kind of our hot foreplay. I love showering with, with, with a lover, right? Um, and don't skip the foreplay. So you have to make sure that, that, that she's aroused for anal sex because you just you can't just put it in. So you make sure that she has an orgasm or that you you have sex and you turn her on. No one wants to forget. It's like starting. Well, I'm gonna say it's like starting with dessert, but a lot of people would like to do that. It's like what is it like? It's like starting you know a movie in the middle or something. You're like I don't even know what happened. Like I'm not even I don't even know what happened. I don't get the context. So you want to warm them up and you want to loosen things up. And the number one most important thing is you cannot forget the lube. You absolutely one hundred percent need to add lube into the mix because, you know, thank God there's lube because the anal canal does not naturally produce lubricants. So it cannot ease the penetration. So a lot of people think that, you know, oh, well, during intercourse, I get turned on when he puts it inside me, I'm lube. But no, it's not going to happen to your anus. It's going to hurt. So honestly, you can never have too much lube. You can never be too rich, too thin. I have too much lube, I like to say. Um, opt for condom safe. So definitely be, you know, use a condom, use water-based lube, and don't be afraid to reapply it. Just have it. Have it with you on the counter. Have it with you on the bed nightstand. That is my dream, Anderson. Every every bedroom. My dream is that there is a lube on every nightstand in the world because lube not only enhances your anal experience, but for a lot of women, even if they're already wet or turned on, Adding a dash of lube can actually increase their chances of having an orgasm. What about nuns? Should they have lube? Priests? Yeah. Well, they don't really do anything. I mean, old, I guess the really old do. people. Yeah, old people. Well, okay. Here's the stigma with lube. People think that you got to bring in the lube. Like, uh oh, dry. She's dry. There's discomfort. It hurts. The lube is like a first aid in their first aid kit, right? And the lube actually. Like I said, enhances it. It's not that you're not turning her on. It's not that you're doing something wrong. It's like guys think it's a crutch and it's a sign of their weakness. But I'm telling you, just try some friggin' lube. I don't need lube. I'm a man. I know. I hate when people say that. I'm just like, try it once and then tell me you don't need some friggin' lube. Um, I like Pure Lube. It's spelled P-J-U-R. If you go to my website, sexwithemily.com, click on the Good Vibes banner. You can buy it there. Use coupon code Emily. It's amazing. They make the best lube. Um, So... Anal sex should be approached, it's kind of like getting into a hot jacuzzi. Test the waters during foreplay. And if you've never had anal sex like Jade, you haven't had a good experience, let, he should use his finger. Like the first time, slightly rub around there, get her turned on, see how she feels, and use a lube with this as well. So just, you know, and then you could use a finger, and then your penis can come into play. But first, just rub around that area, see how she likes it, and get her turned on. And for the women, don't forget to breathe because the natural tendency is to clench your muscles and to tense up, and that is a recipe for pain and disaster. So you have to breathe, <sighs> just like everything. Cloris what? Leachman was on Loveline years ago. Okay. You know Cloris Leachman, yes, the actress, older woman. She uh, she gave a little advice on anal sex, just out of the blue. What'd she say? And she said you should kind of push, which seems weird. But uh, when I think about it, it kind of makes sense. That sh- the woman should push. Yeah, kind of push out a little bit. Yeah, you could push out a little bit. You could push Careful. Out. But, you, but breathing, yeah. I mean, but but don't clench. You can push back a little, but don't clench. And you make can sure also, that- sorry guys, but you can also just say no. Well, and here's the thing. Here's something you can say. If you're a girl and he's constantly like pestering you, you can be like, yeah, as soon as I peg you, you can peg me. That's true. A lot of men, actually, that's not a bad idea. Men 
And some men, straight men, I've talked about this a lot on the show, actually, it's it's the male G-spot. So many men think, have said, reports, again, I don't have a male anus. Don't let anus. Drew hear you, hear you say that. Why? He, he will thinks men should not be penetrated? He will try to strangle Why? you. Why? If you male- say that the anus is the male G-spot, Drew will uh, try to physically assault you. I'm going to say it you. on Loveline tonight. Mm. I look forward to it. A lot of men have, you know, a lot of men feel pleasure. Not all men, but some men are like, "Oh wow, oh my god, that feels amazing." Just so, on Loveline last night, uh, Catherwood actually alluded to the fact that he uh, has been pegged by a woman. And and Drew said what? They, he didn't because Drew sometimes. Uh, I know Drew shuts things down like that. Yeah, but I'm just saying that if you want to experiment, guys want to experiment. So like she has to peg you, and pegging means like she wears like a harness. You could get a butt plug. Get a little. Oh, oh, there's the um the black pearl by Vibratex is a vibrating butt plug for men, which is pretty awesome so again you got to breathe and so don't tighten those muscles breathe 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 it may feel like you have to go to the bathroom at first but just go with it assume the position you might naturally gravitate towards his lying on top of you familiar easy comfortable but that's not really the right way to go so here's some of the best positions for rear (laughs) for rear exploration for uh optimal position doggy style so if you do doggy style, it allows your guy to easy have easy entry but puts him in full control, which might not be best for the first time, but that is the most common way you see it. Girl on top, best position for anal because in my opinion, it allows you to control the speed and depth of penetration. And this is so important, Jade, if you're in anyone, if you're new at anal sex, if you get on top of him, he can't be shoving it all in there. You can breathe, you can move, go down, you, know, you can move your body down and up just how you want to, and so you're not being forced into it. And spooning. Spooning is another great tip for backdoor beginners, gives you shared control of your movements and adds an extra touch of intimacy, which might help you relax. He could put his arms around you and anally penetrate you. Um, be vocal. Talk about it. Say, ouch, that feels good. That feels bad. Or, ouch, you know, say, that hurts. Or it's painful. You don't have to be a friggin' saint here. If it hurts you, anything hurts you during sex, you should stop and you should say something. Sex isn't about putting on a, you know, putting on a, the, the, what's it called? Putting on like a smart, what's it called? Not the smart face. Putting on a. Game face. Game face. Thank you. It's not about putting on a game face and being like, I can take it. No, there should be no pain in sex. And a lot of women do, not just during anal. They experience pain during sex. So check in with your partner. Tell them, tell them how it's going, how you're feeling. And make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're not 100% into it and you've tried it or whatever and it doesn't interest you, you should never be forced into doing anything. So I'm not saying it's for everybody. In fact, I don't can't think of any sex act that's for everybody. So, you know, missionary. even blowjobs. Yeah, I guess missionary. But some people it's don't. She- it shouldn't sound like this. No, I dated a guy. Is that, is that the guy I dated? That's exactly him. <laughs> it was the worst. I want guys to make a goddamn noise when they orgasm and not just like a... Uh. You know? I really... We, we want to know that you came. You want to know that we come. Isn't it hot when a woman makes a noise? Yeah, not, not too loud. Jesus. Keep it Anderson. down. Keep it Keep down. We're getting neighbors. I know. Do you? Don't fake it for me, please. Don't fake it. But sometimes you can't help it. I mean, when it's not that women are faking it. It's that when it feels really good, we can't help it. So you guys should be freaking lucky. Um, okay, next question. Emily, I'm a new listener and completely addicted. I've been listening to all the new and old episodes, and I'm discovering so much about myself. So thank you. I'm writing because I need your advice. I met this guy on Tinder, and actually, he was the one who introduced you to me. We're having a conversation one day, and during one of our talks, he expressed that per your advice, he should tell me something. He watches a lot of porn. I have no problem with porn. I watch it. 
And I thought it was great since almost every guy I've dated in the past was, was not adventurous and wouldn't watch or even talk to me about sex. But here's my problem. We haven't even met yet. Okay, so this is a Tinder. They met on Tinder. Forgot to mention that. Uh, and now every time we talk, he's always talking to me about sex or porn. He watches it like all day, even at work, sends me text messages throughout the day of videos of his favorite porn stars and of himself. At first, I'm like, hey, okay, now it's a little overwhelming. He seems like a really interesting guy, but now I'm a little apprehensive about meeting him. Can you please tell me what to do? Your new loyal listener, ALX. I'm going to answer that question in a second because it is a good one. Porn is a big topic this year. But first, everyone, thank you. Thank you for supporting my show and listening and my sponsors. So I'm going to tell you about the Fleshlight since we're talking a lot about penises tonight. It is the number one sex toy for men. And it's probably the only one you want, truly, or a butt plug. But the Fleshlight is great. It's a male masturbation sleeve. It actually looks and feels like the real deal. It feels like you're actually having sex. NASA created this patented material. You put it inside, and it's like a vagina. It simulates the feelings of sex. You use your hand. You add some lube to it, and it feels amazing. It was engineered to look and feel like the real deal, and the stamina training unit helps you practice longer and become a better lover. Plus, you'll experience some of the most mind-blowing orgasms of your life It was invented to fulfill men's core needs and sexual pleasure. So actually, I have Madison here. Can we get Madison on the mic? Because she's got a testimonial about the flashlight. Can we do that? So Madison works with me. She's my assistant producer. And so, you know, part of Sex Family is giving my my people toys. They try them out. Let's talk about your experience with the uh, flashlight, Madison. Okay. So um, basically, Emily gave me a flashlight because my boyfriend had heard about it and wanted to get one for himself, was too embarrassed to ask for it or go out and actually buy one. So I gifted him with one and it turned out to be an awesome thing. It's like giving a kid a Game Boy so that you can get more done around the house, basically. (laughs) It's like at night, you know, he's in the mood. He comes home from work all horny and I'm really not in the mood because I've had a long day. And I'm like, oh, just, you know, go take a quote-unquote long shower. And he does, and it's perfect. Sometimes it substitutes sex. Sometimes he does it before when he knows we're going to have sex later, and then he can last longer. Pre-gaming. Like, yeah, it totally uh, just multifaceted in its uses. It's great. And you could, have you ever used it on him? Uh, yes, I have. And it's really fun. It's different. It takes a different kind of, like, skill than I'm used to. But, yeah, he really likes it, and it's great for those times when I'm, like, in off-season, right. so feel, to speak. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That time of the month, it's yeah. like, what about the flashlight? We don't care. You know, it's just because we have toys. We have yeah. so many toys. Why can't the guy have the flashlight? So yeah. I think that's a great He's 24, right? I mean, yeah, or 21. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not like it's for, you know, men of all ages with a penis can use the flashlight. So thank you for sharing that. And Matt Sosser wrote a great blog about it on our website, so you should check that out. Oh. Fleshlight, they love you. They love me. They love my listeners. Now, if you go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Fleshlight banner, or you just go to fleshlight.com, use code EMILY, and you get a bottle of their award-winning Flesh Lube. And you know how I feel about lube, so check that out. All right. Okay, so here's the answer to your question, ALX, about porn. So this is why it's one of our top questions. Porn and porn addiction, so much attention this year. I mean, I just feel like, you know, it comes up every single day on Loveline or wherever I am in my life. People want to know what's the deal with my partner, my boyfriend, or guys in porn. And I just normally I just tell them, you know, if he, you guys could be having the best sex of their life, the most amazing sex with you, but they still need to 
masturbate. It's a release. It's like a stress reliever. And the more sex they're having, sometimes they want to masturbate more, and that's totally fine, and they watch porn. It's kind of like how women are, like, shopping online, and, you know, Zappos might relax us or something, and we're buying shoes. Um, Or you masturbate, hopefully. So, you know, women are always asking why. Like, why do they need to watch it? And so, Alex, I'm great that you, is it Alex, A-L-X, Alex? It's great that you have such an open mind about sex and pornography because porn really can be great for partners to share each other's fantasies. So these are the pros of porn, is that when you watch it together, you find something that appeals to both of you. It can help you guys come up with new things to try in the bedroom, helps you open up to new sexual experiences, and just be more open with each other. And it's also arousing, you know? When you watch porn with someone, it's just hot to throw in some porn. However, Alex, it seems like your Tinder match I don't know. It feels like he has an unhealthy obsession with porn. And the fact that you haven't even met him yet is really disconcerting because the number one thing is if you meet someone online, I don't like all these we've been chatting for three months, exchanging pictures for even two weeks. Meet this person because in your mind you're creating this whole story around this person about who they are and what they're saying. And, you know, actions speak louder than words. So they could write you the most beautiful things or send you things. And, and really, until you meet someone in person, you, you don't know. You don't know if there's chemistry. So I think you should, you, you should have met him already. However, this guy, it's consuming his day and at work. And that's when you know that there is a problem. I mean, he's never met you either. And he's sharing all of this with you right off the bat. I like, I get that, you you know, it's like you said, yeah, I'm open to porn. And it was like his floodgates open. And he's like, oh, cool. This chick's cool that I'm, you know, because he probably feels some shame around. And he's like, oh, there's some woman here that I can talk to about it. But it just sounds really unhealthy. It sounds like he's having boundary issues. And I just think it's inappropriate. It's an appropriate way to court you. It's, it's clearly not working. I mean, unless you're okay with him watching porn and sending you porn clips all day, I just don't think it's healthy. And you know when, you know, I hate to just throw on the title of sex addiction because it, it, you have to, you know, people think everyone's addicted and I, I don't want to throw that around. But you know it is a problem when it does inhibit your ability to lead a normal life. So if it creeps into your work, starts affecting your relationships, there could be a problem. So... I'm not going to tell you that you shouldn't meet him if you're curious. I'm just going to say you should proceed with coffin, with 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 caution, with coffin, with a coffin. Um, it seems like he's got sex in the brain 24-7, and if you're looking for a relationship, he might not be the best pick. But again, you haven't met him, but it just sounds like he's just being very, very inappropriate. But for everyone else who's, who's dating a guy and he watches porn— you just need to know that it's not an unhealthy thing, and it doesn't mean that your sex life is anything but satisfying. And watching porn, like I said, has very, very little to do with you. Right, Anderson? Yeah, he's probably beating off while he's sending these things, too. I know. Well, this guy's weird, but now I'm just going globally. Alex, I think you should proceed with caution with this Tinder guy because I don't like that he's talking to you about sex so freely and that he's sending these pictures and that he's doing it at work. Like, what's his job? I mean, it doesn't sound like he's a very motivated dude if he's, like, you know, in the bathroom, you know, jacking off all day. But the thing is that porn is so appealing because men are visual creatures. They get excited by visual stimuli, and it also, like, fulfills the need for fantasy. Guys just want to fantasize, and... It creates a world like they think about women as being insatiable and hypersexual or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean that they necessarily want you to be that woman. Like they're not thinking, oh, I, you know, if you're thinking, well, does he want me to have fake boobs and blonde hair? No, it's just his fantasy that's going on. And research also shows that men who do watch porn do not consider it to be a relationship betrayal any more than you consider, you know, watching Magic Mike for the 97th time to be betrayal or something. Like it's the same thing, it's separate. Right, Anderson? How many times have you seen that? Once. You're lying to me. 
No. Actually, that's a lot for you because you don't see movies. Dude, I have to tell you, the other night on Loveline, we were talking about, the oh, it's Mr. Skin. The hottest, se- I'm like, oh, God, I haven't seen a movie in so long. Like, the hottest sex scenes. I need to watch more movies. You're not much of a consumer. You don't consume much other than uh, your vagina consumes a lot of toys. <laughs> I consume food and toys. Um, it's true. So it's not a substitute for you, a real-life partner, and he's probably been masturbating with porn before he met you, and he'll do it after. So don't freak out about it. I know a lot of women feel bad, and so, you know, have you ever had a woman come down on you for your porn watching? No. You're a lucky man. I don't, uh, I don't, I, I didn't, before I got married, I didn't date uh, people with sticks in their butt. Right. No, but I, but now I'm telling you, when I was in my early 20s, I was dating a guy, and I, I really had the same feelings. I thought, well, it was amazing sex. So connected, and I was thinking, why does he have so much porn? He has like all these. I'm like, why? It really confused me. And this is common that women. Don't Actually, get I it. lied. Yeah, I totally have. I forgot. What? You've had <laughs> it was a horrible situation. Like, <laughs> okay, I was staying you go. with this girl Funny, a lot. You blocked it, yeah. And uh, I, I, she, you know, she'd go to sleep early, and you know, I didn't, I'd rather look at porn a lot of the time. I liked hanging out with her, but we didn't, you know. You didn't have a lot of sex. So I look at porn, and I wasn't thinking that it was her, uh, her, her, her dad's laptop. That uh, he let her borrow, and uh, when it stopped working, probably because of some of the sites that I was going to, uh, she took it back to him for him to uh, diagnose it and figure it out. And Did she like, tell you she was doing that at the time? No, I didn't know. I got a call, and she's like, hey, I'm at my dad's house right now, and there's tons of very strange uh, websites all over my computer. You, you have an answer for me? Oh, no. What do you say to that? I had nothing to say. What did you awful. say? Did you break up with her? I kind of just stopped going to her house. <laughs> You're right, like bring your own laptop. I still think about that and wince. So. No, that was a huge issue. I remember like, you know, just 10 years ago, people like other work computers. I mean, now everyone's got the friggin' phone so or their iPad and they're doing it. They can now hide. That's why I also think that the proliferation of porn has has become so, it's been so vast because you can watch it anywhere. Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got somewhere another device where it used to be you just had a computer at work, which was a problem like for you. Um, okay, so that's what I got to say about porn. And then another big question, top question we could ask is, how can I improve my sexual stamina? Dear Emily, I'm a 34-year-old guy. I've had four partners for intercourse spread over the last 16 years of my life. That being said, I found that I have little stamina when I do reach the point of intercourse and actually aggravated my last partner after two to three separate nights together. She chose to pretty much forego foreplay and went right to insertion. Now, I'm greatly afraid to scare off an amazing woman because I can't last long in bed. My question is this. Is there anything I can do to improve in this area, prepare for my next partner, or is this something I should address with her, whomever she happens to be, uh, as they're on their current candidates, so we can work on it together? Or worse, is this just the unfortunate hand I've been dealt and must accept my shortcomings? Thanks for your time, Tony G. Okay, this is a very popular question, and I was just joking it on the on the Lynette Carolla show, too, that, that men just... Here's the deal. Men take about six to seven minutes to orgasm typically. It sounds like you'd go a little bit quicker, and women take 20 to 30 minutes or 30 to 40. There is an orgasm gap, and it exists. It is true. It is real. And that means that a lot of guys cannot last long enough to make sure their partner has her needs satisfied and has an orgasm. So the first thing that you can do is just to make sure that you please her first. Make sure that she has her orgasm so you're not all stressed out about it. And, you know, you can spend more time in bed with a little more foreplay. But, like, some specific tips is just like you stretch before a marathon, you can warm up by masturbating. So pre-gaming, have an orgasm, you know, masturbate before you see her that night because that might, you know, delay your ejaculation. It doesn't mean you have to, like, lock yourself in the bathroom in the middle of a date. But, you know, if you know you're going to be having sex that night, you could just do a little pre-game. Kegel exercises. 
these are a great way for men. You got to stick with them, though. It's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym twice in a year, you know, you're not going to have rocking abs. And you're not going to have rocking PC muscles if you do not do your Kegels. So they're your P-stopping muscles, how you stop and start the flow of urine. And you just take a few minutes, you tense, and you relax these muscles every day for five minutes. And when you build up your PC muscles, it increases your stamina during sex. So you can, it actually helps you control your ejaculation and it controls those muscles. So I actually have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp. You can download it. It has a reminder. Pops up every day from my phone, 11.30 a.m., time for Kegel. And it's my voice, five minutes, walks you through it, 20 levels, and you will have balls of steel, kegels of steel. Um, also, there's the stop and start method. And the stop and start method basically is when you learn to have more control during sex. Because right now, uh, Tony, you have you don't have control. You're not sure when you're gonna when you're gonna ejaculate. You're not sure like what's gonna happen, and you have no control. It's just like meditation in a way. You know, so many people don't meditate. They don't they can't control their mind. They let their mind control them. You're letting your penis control you when you can learn to control your penis. So what you do is when you're masturbating, you you masturbate until you're about to ejaculate. So you really have to pay attention. And when you feel like you're about to, you're getting close, let's say it's a scale of one to ten, you're like at a six, you stop. And then you build it up again, and then you stop. And then you start again, you stop. And so the stop-start method will help you realize and strengthen your, your, your muscles and your method of, you know, realizing your point of no return. So when you're having intercourse with a woman, you know when that point is coming, and you can still get a heightened sense of pleasure without going overboard. So when the moment point of no return comes, you'll have more control. So if you feel like you're about to jack it, you can slow it down. So there are ways to control it. It's not that you're, you know, dealt this awful hand in life. But it also, a lot of it is psychological because it's happened before and you think it's going to happen again. And so it probably prevents you from having sex with women. So the more you do some of these exercises and you practice, you'll be more likely to control it. But you got to stick with it. It's not the kind of thing. Like, I think there's a lot of guys who are like, I don't want to bother with it. It's five minutes a day. Okay. So next time you're at, you can buy the flashlight stamina training unit. That's what it's for. That makes it all fun. Stop and start. Also, you can try Promescent. I've talked about it on the show a lot. It's the only FDA-approved treatment. No side effects for premature ejaculation. It's it's um it's kind of it's a desensitizer, and you it will not transfer to your partner. So you spray it on your penis. You will last twice as long. It's slightly desensitizing, like she it won't transfer to her, and you'll last longer, and you can still feel everything. You wait like three minutes. You put it on your penis. You don't need a prescription, and it's a quick fix. So try that, and also. Just, again, make sure that she is pleased. If none of this works for you, Tony, if you come and she's just sitting there going, what the hell, what about me? Which I'm telling you, I had some conversations about this in the last few days with women. They're like, why don't? Why do these guys come so quickly and then just roll over and fall asleep or, like, turn on ESPN? If you're a man and you're having sex with a woman, I don't care if you come quickly or you don't come at all or you wait. Make sure that, you know, a lot of guys have the other opposite problem where they can't ejaculate. Make sure she is pleased. Foreplay, whatever you got to do. So, you know. Become a better lover in 2015, everyone. That's what I got to say to you. That's what I got for you. Those are our top questions, Anderson. Did was, you have any sex good. questions? They were good. Who compiled all of them? Who went through all the thousands of emails? My people, Madison, went through them. Yeah, Madison, good job. Oh, you ever get sick, uh, sick of sex, Madison, with all the, the sex talk in your face all the time? 
I, sometimes I imagine it's like um, it's like being a gynecologist, and at the end of the day, you go home and you're like, if I see one more of those things, uh, can you imagine like, the, their poor wives? Yeah, sometimes my boyfriend is like, hey, like you know what I was reading today, and I'm like, ah, give me a break. You just <laughs> like, throw a fleshlight at I his just, head. I'm like, yeah, I just want to like, watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, see, but do you ever feel like? I mean, I guess you don't want to talk about it. but no. It's not like you don't want to have sex. No. Like, um. Yeah. No. It's like once I'm like any girl. It's kind of like I don't feel like it, but once I get into it, and that's not like an excuse for date rape guys out there who are like, oh, right. like she just doesn't feel like it, but she will when I get started. But like with my boyfriend, when it's consensual, you know, once he starts warming me up, I get in the mood. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to deal with this right now. Yeah. It's just, but once you do it. Yeah, but you once never. I do it, I'm always in the mood. It's like that whole having sex to feel horny thing. It's like right in the middle. You're like, yeah, I remember why I love doing exactly. this. I get it. Yeah, that's so. exactly it. So a lot of couples have mismatched libidos. They, you know, they he wants it more, she wants it more, and it's like going to the gym. You hear me say this. Mm-hmm. Hardest part is getting out the door, putting your shoes on, and once you have sex, you're like, oh yeah, this feels good, and I get it. We're all stressed out. There's a lot going on in life these days, and it's hard to slow your mind down. And our minds are our biggest killers of our sex drive. It's stress, and and so if you can learn to relax your body, get into it, think about what you're feeling in the moment, and just sometimes just forget to have sex and be like, I don't feel like it, but I'm gonna do it. You're not gonna regret it. No one ever's like, oh, why did we have sex tonight? Why did I go to the gym today? No, you're not going to. It's the same thing. What if you had sex at the gym? What if you knew you were going to have sex if you went to the gym? Oh, I'd be there every day. You would the be ultimate. there every day. That's a good incentive. I've heard that's like the life of gay guys is that they get to go to the gym and like every locker room is like an opportunity to hook up. You because imagine. I wish yeah. we had that. I don't. Honestly, I'm if I see one more like saggy vagina in the locker room at the gym. <gasps> I'm just gonna don't say that. Don't no. say saggy vagina. It's true. Don't ever say that. What do you mean saggy vagina? Oh my gosh. One time I was, at, I was in the jacuzzi and this Asian woman got in next to me and her Why vagina fell out of her bathing suit. And I was like, it should not fall out of your bathing suit. At least she had one on. It was like my. You should see the old dudes at my gym. Oh, yeah. The older, the nakeder. It was like one of those clam tongue things. Where just like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't say that either. Don't That's insult worse. vaginas. This is why women are getting vinyl, vaginal I was at my gym a couple weeks ago, and there's just two <laughs> old dudes standing right in the middle, right by the urinals, just chatting it up. Their dicks were almost touching. Okay, but they still get erections, and they're happy, and it's fine. Just uh. have friggin' sex. <laughs> Don't insult the genitalia. And um, thanks, everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show and supporting the show. And one of the reasons you're able to listen to us for free is because of the incredible people at goodvibes.com. Good Vibrations is an amazing store. I got my first vibrator there. They're based in San Francisco. They have like four or five stores. But goodvibes.com They only carry the best toys. So you don't have to go to one of those schlocky sites where they sell like plastic stuff that's going to blow up your vagina. All their toys are body-safe materials, and they only carry the best products on the market. So if you go to my store, if you go to um, sexlemme.com and you click on the Good Vibes banner, I actually have a store there. And you can see all the toys that I love. There's rechargeable vibes. There's penis rings. You can try the Dahlia, which is great for G-spot stimulation and clitoral stimulation. Or you can get the Magic Wand, most orgasmic vibrator of all time buy some lube, stack up in some condoms. Um, I'm telling you, anything that you buy at Good Vibes, it has my stamp of approval, and they've been along, around a lot longer than I have, and um, you will love it, and you support the show, and you support a great company. So go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Good Vibrations banner, use coupon code GVEMILY20, and you get 20% off. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go have some orgasms.